welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. What's up? How are you? Good. It's so good to see you live. I know. It's been a while. I know. It's been a while. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. You you YouTube star, you? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not as big as you. No. No. You are big. No, you are beyond bigger than Miss May. (laughs) (laughs) All you hear going around the YouTube community is Reynolds, Reynolds, Reynolds. No, like no, you no. are the man, the man. <laughs> Hi, Kate. <laughs> There's, Kate's on here. She is. Uh, we. I was texting with her earlier today. Um, what was I going to ask you? Now I'm losing my train of thought. Um, real quick before we jump into what our opening topic is, uh, how's your summer going? What's what's Sup- summer's been good. Uh, my parents, they were here about a, about a month ago. So it was, I had a great time enjoying them. And then I've really, honestly, this summer has been the one summer where I've truly just did a lot of resting and relaxing and not thinking so much about school and work and all that. Um, I've kept my niece and nephews quite a bit as well. Uh, it's just been very easy going, swimming, relaxing, Netflixing. You know, I've just been really, nice. really chill, real chill, which has been nice. That's awesome. How about yours? I, I, How's yours? This was the first summer I didn't work for someone else. Um, and my wife just worked and I stayed home with the kids and did, I've been working on YouTube and stuff. It's the busiest summer I've ever had. <laughs> it's like way more busy than working for someone else because you like, <laughs> I, you're just never done. Never and done. I call it being a not so single dad when my or not yet, yeah, not so single dad because my wife is at work all day and then I'm just home with the kids and you know, it's just right, never, right. never ending stuff. So well, but it looks like Brody fun. had a great birthday. He did. He had a great Aww. birthday. Y'all Love are so awesome. Birthday. Birthdays yeah. are so special. And when, yeah. Like literally, I was so water, watery eyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's great. My wife loves birthdays. So the birthdays are always like a little bit like on a little bit extra um we say well earlier. i like like i liked how you guys create those entryways for them they have to run through yeah. through their birthday entryway like that was i, I like that that was super cool yeah yeah i'm thinking about doing something like that in school this year also i just think it could be a fun idea for kids so we'll see, we'll see how it works um how, so let's, let's jump into this uh that now that people are jumping in here um one of the things I want to talk about, so I have two different angles we can kind of approach this with. One is, okay, do you start your year off on the right foot? Like, like, so someone's going, maybe it's their second year teaching. Maybe it's their first year teaching. Maybe they've been teaching for 20 years and they're, and they kind of do the same thing. So how do you start the year off on the right foot? And, or how do you start off like on a positive note? And so what I mean by that is, um, you see tons of memes out there, tons of like tweets and Instagram posts kind of like begrudging the beginning of the school year, which some of that stuff is funny, right? I'm not trying to say it's not hilarious. It is. Some of it is funny, but some of it is a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Because it's every once in a while you'll see like the same thing and it's like, no, like 
it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you know, it like, should be something you're excited about, it right? It doesn't have to be. So how do you, how do you do that? Right. I, I know. I totally agree. Um, well, honestly, Reynolds, like starting at the beginning of the year, like I'm always excited about starting a new fresh school year. And I will say if people are having difficulty with that, sometimes it could be you need a change of environment because sometimes it's, you know, it can grade levels, you know, maybe you feel like things are just repetitive or you need a change in schools. I mean, I've gone through that process where, you know, after every five years or so, I'm getting kind of bored you know, and I ask for change, but at the same time, I think, I think so many people try to find their good and sunshine through other people. And sometimes you just have to create your own happy and your own good and your own positivity versus looking for it from other people, because sometimes you'll find yourself getting disappointed. But the way I look at it is I, I, I love my job. I love teaching. I I love being a teacher. I, I love the kiddos. So I'm, I'm going to just be positive just because it's what I love to do. You know what I mean? Like, I like, I just get happy at the beginning of the year. I'm prepping my classroom. Like, I just get, and for them to get excited about it. But it also helps when you have people around you that are just as passionate and excited about it as, as, um, as you are. Like, like I get, I get excited making my procedures list and my things I need to buy list and my planning um, list. Like I get excited about that stuff at the beginning of the year. And I get excited about creating that classroom environment before the kiddos come, you know, and, and I just have to say, if you're in a rut, because it could be because people are in a rut because of a bad school year from the previous year. And we just have to remember that we get this fresh brand new start and we just have to look at it in a positive way. Like, okay, I'm getting, I didn't get fired. You know, I didn't get written up. You know, it was just a rough school year. And just look at it as, you know, this is a fresh new start. And I think sometimes people, they look for other people, which I understand that, but you can't always look for other people to bring the positivity to you. Sometimes you just have to create that. And if you're constantly not happy, either it's the profession, it's the grade level, or it's the campus. And something has to change. And sometimes it's just us, you know? Yeah. So, um, how, what are you planning on doing? Like what's new for you this year that you're excited about? Is there anything coming up that you're pumped about? Um, anything new I'm doing? Um, well I am, I'm going to, so I'm going to do a donors choose and I'm going to try to do, um, flexible seating, but so here's my thing with flexible seating. I don't know if you watch, um, Ruth from Detroit, Teacher Life, 20 Years in the Game. Oh, yeah. Detroit Teacher, 20 okay. Years in the Game. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I was watching one of hers, and she, she said it so well because this whole flexible seating thing, like, I can, I'm i sure you can remember. I know when I was teaching, I used to let my kids sit wherever they wanted. They could stand and work. They could lay on the floor and work. And we put this, this name on it, you know, and yeah. it's just something that was done before, but just with a little bit of a twist to it. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like people make it seem like it's this, whoa, brand new thing, you know, yeah. in the classroom. And I just cracked up because she was so right when she said that, because yeah. a lot of these things that, that these teachers, you know, some of them get pumped up about. It's like, wait a minute, that was 
like things you see on Pinterest. It's like, man, I saw that way back in the day when I first started. But to get back to what I was saying, like with the flexible seating, like I do want different um, seating um, styles for the kiddos. Like I want the wobbly wiggle seats for my kiddos. I do the yoga balls, but I want to have more seating options for the kiddos not necessarily you can work on the floor you can stand up stand up and work you know i already do that but just yeah. to have more different seating options um that's one change that i want to do so i'm going to do a donors choose for that to get some of that stuff going on um and then other than that right now i don't have nothing really major anything big going on you know i took on a role at my school pbis leadership so um, that's going to take a lot of me and my time. So, so I'm kind of just trying to yeah. focus on that. So I'm not trying to change too much in my own classroom um, because I have that going on too. But really, honestly, the only thing really changes, I just want to, I want to provide a more, um, a more different seating arrangement environment for my kiddos. But other than that, I'm just keeping it how Miss May does it until, you know how those things happen where you think about things and, Stuff doesn't come, but then, like, when you're in the moment of the school in the middle of the year or when school starts, you're like, you know what, what? this is what I'm going to do. That's usually when things come come to me, when I want to change something going on or do something big in, in my classroom. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. Uh, I'm thinking, so I I have these, so I'm, the really great thing about my school is I'm allowed to do pretty much anything that I want. So I already have a couch in my room, which every student comes in to sit on, like, and they all fight to sit on the couch. And then I have these two very right. large windowsills in the back, also. That, but my boys are so big that the, they're starting to like cave in the windowsills because I let them sit up there. <laughs> and it's, but it's one of those things that, it, like, yeah. it could be flexible seating. I really just thought of it as like, oh, you want to sit on the windowsill? Like, I don't care, dude. Whatever it takes to get you to I read. Know. Like, you know, oh, you want to stand on Whatever. your head and read? Awesome. Sounds like a wonderful idea. Go <laughs> ahead and do it. And so uh, flexible seating, I'm thinking of uh, in terms of that too. I'm not going nuts. I'm not going to do like some people like um, even uh, Jen from Genuine Teaching has like a lot like her tables are at all different levels and stuff. I think that's cool if I had younger kids. But what I'm looking to do is like um, put some pads on the back so that and kind of fix my windowsill so that they don't cave in and I don't lose a kid. Um, and then do yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stand up desks in the back of my room also, because they do have a lot of kids that are like, I think if they just got to stand up and like rock back and forth or move a little bit, that it would, would help. Them. Other than right. that, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't think I can do the yoga balls. I don't think ninth graders and yoga balls are a good it idea. Can handle them. Yeah, I think that could go with that real quick. I think if I was in the room, it would be all right. But if I wasn't right. in the room, I'm afraid it of would be all right. across the room. But yeah, so, you know, that's a really great way. I, and I think those kind of changes are a real positive start to the year too. It gives you something to be excited about in your classroom, gives other people something to get excited about and inspired about by walking into your room and seeing right. like, oh, that's a great idea. Maybe I could do that. Right. And I always right. tell new teachers, if they like something in my room, go ahead and do it. Like I have no like ownership over this. Like if I do like uh, I do a lot of chalkboard paint in my room, go do chalkboard paint. Oh. I'm not going to like walk right. in your room and think, oh, you right. stole my idea. Like let's all do exactly. whatever. Exactly. Um, and exactly. so, that, yeah, 
it's it makes it more excited to do stuff like that. And, it does. Um, it does. It does. And, and, we have this whole new class this year that I'm looking forward to, which is like, uh, it's a co cooperating teacher situation. Like we're, I have a cooperating teacher in with me all day and we have, um, all right, I hear the white, my, I'm, I'm terrible at multitasking <laughs> and my wife is whispering to me and I'm, I'm trying Hi, to, <laughs> The wife for life. That's her. That's my buddy. <laughs> so we're getting ready to do, um, yeah, to do like all kinds of new stuff. And I love upgrading my room every year. I like the kids to come back every year and go, wait, this wasn't like this last year. Like, how come it didn't look like this for us? It's better. Yes. Like, yeah, man. I want you to long. Class. That's, that's part of how I, I know. my uh, stuff up. Um, right. And that's what's so exciting at the beginning of the year. Yes, totally. Um, what else am I thinking of? And then, yeah, I think you're right. Like just going in and like, one of the things I do to, to make my beginning of the year fun is like, I'll like play music in my room or I get like a new Glade plugin or like, what's just something that's going to change the vibe in there immediately. Like as soon as I walk in my room, it's different. It's lively, and it's that's just right. more fun to just be in there. Um, well, and that's that's the thing. Like I like to tell people, like I like to do, like for me, the teacher nights when the kids come up with their parents. Like I tell people, play music while you know while the parents are coming in. You know, get that that positive, happy vibe going. You know what I mean? I think music changes so many dynamics in a classroom. Yes. But I mean. I, I just feel like people, you just have to create your own happy. And I just feel like if you're not happy about the new year starting, something is wrong. Like something is wrong. You know what I mean? Like I get, we have those times where, oh, you don't want to go back because you've enjoyed relaxing. And I get that. But if you're still unhappy when you enter into that building to get your room set up, there's something's wrong. You know what I mean? And we have to figure out what's, what the wrong is to fix it. Yeah, I it's and it's it is. I mean, there are parts of me that like when I go back to school, like I, I t like taking naps in the summer, and I don't get a nap when I'm back at school, and yes. then I'm tired or like, yes, or I really really miss my kids every year at the beginning of the school year, like my own. I bet the, the one I offspring. Bet. I just miss them terribly I in the bet. beginning of the year, and so I know that's hard. But so I have to amp myself up, whether that's like buying new stuff for my classroom or thinking about how I can upgrade something or a new configuration in my classroom. And that kind of stuff starts getting me excited about like, oh yeah, like that's a really great possibility or that could be something new that would be awesome every day. Like, right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, you have I to like agree. Make your own excitement going back. For sure. So, for sure. I yeah. agree. So let's jump into, uh, want to jump into some questions? Let's do this. Awesome. Uh, the Scottish teaching ninja who's on here every single week. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, she said, do you both have a start of the year process or does it, or do you take each year as it comes? So like, do you have it? Does the beginning of year, let's talk about this. Let's talk about start of the year process for you before your kids come back. Does that look the same? And when your kids come back, does that look the same every year or does it change? 
Um, I think the start of the process, um, like some of it is the same. Like when I, before I start, like usually like mm, about the second week before, no, I would say about a month before I have to go back. I just create this list of what I need to do, what I want to buy. I map out my classroom so I'm not buying unnecessary things that I need. And I just like, like to prepare lists. Like that always stays the same. Um, I think though, as time goes on, for the most part, once you get into this routine and this habit of how you like things to be at the beginning, I think that stays the same and you may tweak a little bit of things here and there. You know, yeah. maybe, you, you know, the way you, you know, maybe you'll have a brochure out this year, but then next year you decide, I don't want a brochure. I want a flip book of some sort of talking about myself and you know, the procedures and all this, that, and other. For the most part, though, I think I always just try to keep it the same. I just feel like like if it's not broke, like, you know, it doesn't need to be fixed. So let's not reinvent a, the wheel. For the most part, I usually just start off um, pretty much the same, the same kind of routine that I have to help prepare me for, you know, the beginning of the school year. And yeah. I, and, you know, as time goes on, sometimes some things may change, but overall, for the most part, I just keep the routine the same on how I prepare. Yeah. I, I think you? I try and keep it really simple. I think uh, one beginning of August, I love, we don't go back until August 28th, even for teacher meetings and our students don't come back till September 6th. So, which is really nice. Nice. And I That's love nice. that turn into August because what it does is it kind of reminds me that time is running out. Like I still have a month, which is a lot, like, which is way more than like most people have off in a year. And right, right. It, it gives me that sense of urgency to start planning and I start planning all of my time out. Right. So like what I'm going to do for school, making lists, but also like being really deliberate about my time that I'm like spending with my kids and with my wife and, you know, getting stuff done around my house. Mm -hmm. I really, really like when my house feels like it's together when I go back to school, right. Jobs I had got done. And then right. I always take my wife and my kids come up to my school in the beginning of the year. And we like the kids help me like clean my desks and we way better organizing than I am. So she helps me organize and uh, which is always funny conversation um, because <laughs> I'm thinking of this because she's sitting next to me. My wife is yeah. more trusting of the students than I am. And so yeah. he's like, why are you like, like you should put a poster right there or like a picture right there. I'm like, no, I can't do that. Cause the kids are going <laughs> to touch it or someone's going to bang into it. And she's like, no, no, they won't bang into it. And then if I listen to her, it always gets banged into it, always gets ripped or messed up or something. And so all of my pictures in my room are, are at least six feet or above on the walls. Nothing lower than that because the boys always bang into it and they don't think. And so it gets messed up. Right. So it's funny. It's this funny dialogue that we have at the beginning of every year. But I love like cleaning out my desk completely and only putting back stuff that I'm going to need for the year. Cause yes. the end of the year, I don't do a good job of packing up my room. I really just shove stuff and then I'm just, just shove it. And I'd right. rather start fresh in the beginning of the year. And then my first days of school are always exactly the same. First day is like, I'm telling you how excited I am that you're there and how excited I am to be a teacher. And then I have you like, your letters that you will get back in graduation at graduation four years. From no, now. I think that's so awesome. And then 
Yeah. And then second day is like uh, questions about you. And then I don't go into rules and procedures until like the third day. And there's only a few of those. So it's nice. Right. I just like get through all and then I start teaching as fast as I can because I right it can be a drag and the kids hear too many rules anyway in the beginning of the year so right right no oh. I think it's good I think keeping it simple is best <laughs> and yeah. I, sometimes I just think as teachers we just overthink things sometimes and we feel like you know we have to do way more than what we should and you know we just we just overthink and it becomes overtiring and then it starts to become a burden and I just feel like if we just think right. simple and if it works, just keep just it that way and let it work. Thanks. Let me see. I don't know what's happening here. You froze all of a sudden. You froze on my end for my friend. Uh, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to read this next question. I'm going to drop you out and then I'll just bring you right back in. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Okay, cool. All right. That's not working. But this next question from Jennifer Borger, I'm going to bring you in in just a second and uh, or I'll have that question on in just a moment uh fab where are you fab. all right so while I'm waiting for fab to show back up I'm gonna say um can you look for that dude mm -hmm. not so secret wife is helping me out um disappeared maybe we'll see what happens so the question is with flexible seating with high schoolers do you let them sit wherever they want every day so my question for that is going to be you right uh, something's happening next year i don't even know what's taking place over here so my plan for that is going to be every day they come in and they have to sit in their assigned seat and what that allows me to do is take attendance really really quickly the way my attendance sheet is set up I only have to look at my students um, to make sure they're in their seats. I never like call roll because that takes way too long. So if you're in your seat, when the bell rings and you get, uh, I give points for that because, and sometimes they're real and sometimes they're totally imaginary, but you just say the word points and kids like are more apt to do what you ask. And so I check to make sure that they're in their seats. And then once I give out my lesson or I do like my mini lecture in the beginning and they know what they're supposed to do, I'll let them know like, who can move where or where I want them to sit for the day. And, you know, you find that the kids want to do, here she comes, want to do the same thing every day anyway. So who sits on the windowsill wants to sit there every day. Wants to sit on the couch, sits on the couch every single day. Um, Fab is coming back now. Sorry about this, everyone. I don't know what happened, my friend. Awesome. Okay. Um, so I was answering a question that was geared towards me. They were asking how I do flexible seating in, or how I will do it in high school. Like, do I let the kids sit wherever they want? And I was just saying, not necessarily like, like I find that the kids want to be in the same place all the time, all every day anyway. So like they probably, my guess is they probably sit on the same seat in the, on the bus every single day at lunch. You but, you know, like we like to be, have our little territory. So after the beginning of the year and they kind of figure out where that little extra space of theirs is going to be, then they can, um, they can like, that's probably where they're going to want to sit every day anyway. So it doesn't, it never becomes like a, like a fight or something like that. 
Um, okay. So, oh gosh, I'm never going to say this name right. <laughs> I apologize. I'm going to spell your name. M-O-S-M and then S-M-O-I. Asked, how do you keep favoritism out of your classroom? Uh, oh, and so she that <clears throat> that individual also asked, I'm going into my freshman year and I'm nervously excited. So this is from a uh, a student. How do you keep, how do you like get, not let favoritism get in the way? Oh, you know, this is something that, <laughs> you know, this is the answer because I, I can't stand favoritism. I just can't. And I just, you know, you're going to have those kiddos, don't get me wrong, that you connect with a little bit more than the other. But the, the thing is, is that you can't show, like, I can't be constantly saying, you know, Johnny, take this to the office for me. Johnny, will you pass out the papers? Oh, I love how Johnny did this. So oh, I love how you just, you, you, you gotta, you have to be mindful that you have X amount of students in your classroom. And so that's why I give my kiddos, you know, I give them jobs. They all have a job to do in the classroom. Um, you know, I have strategies where I pull sticks, cards, whatever the case is for if I'm calling on them, you know, to answer a question for me. You have to think of ways to um, to not show that favoritism because, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I taught third grade, I had a grandparent. One of the kiddos was living with his grandparent. And at the end of the year, we had our end of the year ceremony. And the grandpa came to me and he said, you know, just pull me to the side. And he said, Miss May, I just want to thank you. And I said, um, you know, no problem. But for what? And he's like, I just want to thank you for never showing favoritism. So, you, you know, that his grandson was coming home telling him that Miss May doesn't have favorites. You know, and I try, when I talk to my kiddos, I try to tell them that each one of them, they're my favorite. You all are my favorite. You're one of my favorite. You know, all of you are my favorite. And I even try to say it when I'm like, I could just be in the middle of teaching or something. And I'll just tell them, you all are my favorite. You know, just there's just certain times where you have yeah. those teachable moments where it just comes up. I can't even think of it. I know it happened last year and it just comes up and you're like, you know what? You all are my favorite. Or they'll say, you know, so-and-so is always um, doing a good job. And I'm like, you all do a good job. Not just so-and-so, you all do a good job. Um, yeah. I just think I just think we have to be mindful of what we're doing in the classroom when it comes to calling on kids, choosing kids for activities, choosing kids to lead certain things, choosing kids to go do certain things for us. You know, sometimes you need to choose that naughty one that just tip taps on that nerve so bad but sometimes you gotta you just gotta choose that kiddo they, they they have to feel like you're their favorite like every time i'm conferencing with the kiddo they i want them to feel and know that oh my gosh miss may really cares about my writing she just doesn't care about because let's face it the kids always they know who's the the great writer or the great mathematician you know when we do activities it's you can tell who can do what and I just try my best to make them all feel like they are just as special as the next one, especially yeah. my kiddos that I know don't get a lot of attention at home. Um, I, I just I 
try to even it out because I don't want to give too much attention to because I don't want them to become too needy on me either. Like I really try my best to to instill independence in my first graders because if That's they come to me now. and say, look at my picture, Miss May, do you like it? And I'll, I'll say, boys and girls, if you come to me and ask me that, Miss May's going to tell you, no, I don't like it. And they're like, <gasps> but it teaches them not to come to me and say, do yeah. you like my picture, Miss May? Because Miss May's going to come to you and Miss May's going to tell you, I love your picture. You don't have to come to me and ask me that. <laughs> yeah. That's and I know, and, and kids, and I'll have some that I can tell will try and test me and say, is she really going to do that? Reynolds, no lie. They'll do it. And I'll say, no, I don't. And they're like, oh, okay. But I guarantee you, they never come back to me and ask me that, ever. But it teaches them independence because like, you know you're doing an excellent job, don't you? Yes. Miss May's going to come back. Trust me. I love to praise. I love to praise kiddos. And once they find out how I am as a teacher, they don't do that anymore. But I, yeah. I make sure that I, every kiddo is being praised in that classroom. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I just think with favoritism, teachers have to be very mindful. It, it's. I think it's hard, too, because I, I know in, in high school anyway, because the boys switch uh, classrooms so much that they so like for each period, they go somewhere else. And when they're certain guys are in my room a lot when they are like before school or after school or during lunch, it looks like I have favorites all the time because they are choosing to be in my room. And so you'll get comments from kids like, Oh, mm -hmm. you just like, how come he never gets in trouble? How can you let him go to the bathroom all the time? And, and it's hard because some kids I let go to the bathroom because I know they're going to act right. Or I let them run errands because it's important. And I know they're going to remember what to do. But you're right, like I do right. have to come up with substitute activities for like if I have a kid who's like kind of a pain in the butt, but they're and they're super energetic, it's like I'll give them a lot of errands because I want them to be able to like run off some of that energy or uh or right. because I want them to feel like it's I'm not just looking at one person. Um and right. So I also it, one of my ways that I kind of like connect with my students is I tease everyone all the time. And uh, <laughs> it's like, so I make sure that I tease everyone so that I don't want anyone right. to feel like, wait, why are you always picking on me? Like I'm all, always the go-to. And I do right. have a couple of guys. I tell my students like, actually the way that works with me is a little bit reversed. Kind of the more I tease you, it's probably because I really like you and because I think you can take it. And because I think it's going to be fun, right? So, like, I'm never trying to crush anyone, but right. it just makes it more fun that way. And uh, it makes it, like, a more playful relationship. Um, and so that that is tricky, the favoritism thing. It is. And it's tricky. It's, it's You're just going to be very, I just feel like, like mindful. And, you know, because yeah. you do, you find yourself calling, you know, a particular student a lot. And you just... I just feel like we have to be mindful. I don't feel like there's one perfect way to do it, but I think we just have to be just, we just have to be more, more mindful of, you know, what we do. Like, you know, and I try to make sure I recognize all my kiddos. Like we do first day of the week. So for a whole week, we shine the light on that one first grader and they have all the activities they do for the whole week. And, you know, they get to eat lunch with me, you know, parents or guardians can come up and have lunch with them 
you know, they, they share posters, their posters up all week, uh, full of pictures and stuff. And I make sure every first grader gets that opportunity because, you know, just so they feel even more extra special in the classroom. Or sometimes I'll just say, um, you know, guys, you know, I'm just, everybody's eating lunch with me today. Let's just eat lunch in the classroom to get today. Or, you know, I try to pick tables, you know, here. I just, I try to be mindful as possible as I can. It's just very tricky. It's obvious when someone's showing favoritism and it's, but it's also obvious when someone may be showing it, but then realizing that, man, okay, I need to change this a little bit because I do think there are teachers out there because I'm going to be honest, not every teacher out there is is an amazing teacher and kind, caring teacher. And some teachers do show favoritism and do it purposefully, you know, just to be mean which isn't cool i mean and that's it's sad but it's the real world and that's how it is i mean i just like i found so many fabulous people teachers on youtube you know but in all honesty you know in some of our schools that we work at you know not all teachers are like that and there are teachers that just they don't care about showing favoritism but i know it's a hard thing it's a hard concept to grasp but i just feel like we we just have to be more mindful, just more cautious, I yeah. guess. I, I think two real quick ways I'm thinking of that popped up for me that yeah. I can't handle that are one, if I do really, really like a kid and they always have their hand in the air and they always want to help, I will on the low go and talk to them and say, hey, look, I realize that you always want to help. I think you're totally wonderful, <laughs> but you have to realize that like I, this is one of my classroom management things is that like if I'm giving everyone a job or if I'm letting everyone help, that is going to help me. And I know that you would want that. You want a better class for everyone because I can tell that's the kind of student that you are. And they always go with that. And the other thing is if I have someone that's really quiet, I'll always make sure uh-huh. that like, even if we're in the middle of like a quiet working time, I'll just go over and say, I don't always get a chance to tell you this but I think that you're fantastic for this reason. Like you are (laughs) always attentive. You're always getting your work done. You're always like um, really. And this is why you're the bomb. So, but, (laughs) but those little, those tiny moments, I think they like blush and they get like all shy because they're, you know, (laughs) because the quiet kids always get overlooked. They always fly under the radar. And so, it's so important to just they do. just put your, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'll, I will say this, the more people that start what? following me on social media, the more mindful I have to be about like some of the things that I suggest people do. So like I would go over, <laughs> put my hand on a kid's shoulder and say, Hey, I want you to know, like, I think that you're doing a fantastic job. You're awesome. But then I'll get like Deep 10 right. comments back. Like I can't put my hand on kids' shoulders. It's against the rule. And I'm all right. So enter in like, as you wish, but that's, <laughs> I, know, I think, right? touching like that is important. This one? Okay. For sure. Okay. So um, this question is from Heather pa- Paschal. Pa- Pascal. Uh, Heather, I always mess okay. your name up and I really apologize. Okay. But my wife accidentally erased the comment, but she's, but it essentially said, can we talk a little bit about bullying in upper elementary grades? So, I mean, that could be you, and then I could talk about bullying. Do you have an issue with bullying at your school? And if so, what does that look like? Uh, to be honest, at the school that I'm at right now, that, that's not really an issue. Like, you have, I mean, you, I've heard of where you have parents who say, my child is being 
bullied, you know, and you have to, you know, look, look into the situation and see, is this really bullying? I mean, is this a consistent thing or is this just two kiddos, maybe not getting along or what? Honestly, I don't, I have not had that issue at my school. Um, I don't, you know, I guess because a lot of it too is like at our school, we're required to have morning meetings with our kiddos and we're, you know, we're required to, to, I I just build this sense of community at our school with our kiddos. Now I'm not saying it hasn't happened, you know, but I know it doesn't happen a lot in lower elementary. Like I know I don't hear of it in K one, two, I, I personally haven't had to deal with that where a parent has come to me and said, Hey, my kid is being bullied. Um, I haven't dealt with that here at my school, to be honest. Um, in years past when I taught third grade, um, it's, it, it came up, but it, it, it didn't come up like it does now. It just seems like that word bullying is used a lot. Um, in this day and age. And I'm not sure if it's, I'm not, I'm not sure what the deal is. I personally haven't had to deal with it, you know, where I'm teaching at right now in the past, you know, I've had conversations where a parent has come to me and said, look, Miss May, this is going on. I feel like my child is being bullied. And I'm like, Hey, let me talk to the kiddo. Let me find out what's going on. And usually when that happens and you have that conversation with that kid, and then you bring the two kids together and have that conversation, it usually gets worked out and then it's not an issue. So for me personally, I haven't really had to deal with a parent being really angry about, about bullying and going to the principal and it's this big blowout. I haven't experienced that. So I really can't speak on that. Yeah. I, I don't think my school deals with it as much as a lot of other schools do because we're so small. And because I think most of the teachers are, mm-hmm. if not all, are really, really invested in, in relationships with the students. But I will say that, like, mm-hmm. so th- I'm actually going to make a video. I was writing out notes for a video about this just yesterday because I'm going to this yeah. back to school video. Because I think what you can do to kind of, like, thwart a lot of that is a couple of things. One, always be, like... M- Make yourself present in the school. So even if you have a very big school, like let the, all the kids know that you exist. And I start that on the first day. I step right. outside and I greet students as they're walking into to the building and say hello, whether I know you or not. And Amen. that does a couple of things. One, it lets kids know who I am. And two, it gives me a little bit of like clout with the newer students because they see me like giving handshakes and hugs to all the kids who've already been there that are excited to see me. And that kind of shines a positive light on me and makes them remember me. And then I'm always in the hallway, like before school, after school, in between classes, I'm always shaking hands. I'm always saying what's up. I'm always being silly, doing something in the hallway. (laughs) And that just makes you more known. And then I always tell my kids from the very first day, if you need anything, someone's bothering you, you forget your locker combination, you are lost, you don't know how to work the schedule for the school, come and see me. Because I want my classroom to be a safe place where you can come with any problem. And I think that's the gateway to kids coming to you with bigger problems. Like, you know, right. oh, I go to Reynolds about everything. And, and I've had students like bring another kid that I don't teach and they're like, no, 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 he's all right. Like I talk to Reynolds about stuff all the time. You should talk Aww. to him about what's going on. 
<laughs> and, and I think that happens because Man, that's I, so awesome. Yeah, because you're when you're always telling kids like, dude, you can come to me with anything, and then once they do with some little stuff, it's like, all right, maybe you can handle something heavy now. And uh-huh, uh-huh. and I think being in the hallway also it gives you a chance to have your radar on, right? Students, I know everything that's happening all the time because the kids talk so loud about it. They'll be like <laughs> talking super loud about their girlfriend or someone they hooked up with or that party on Friday night. And so when I later will go like, yo, did you guys go to that party at so-and-so's house on Friday night? They're like, how do you know about that? I'm like, oh, the one that the cops came to? And I'm like, yeah, Reynolds knows everything. And they, they are so oblivious to the fact that I would possibly know about stuff. And I'm like, dude, you really, everyone talks super loud about everything. I know everything that's going on. So you know and everything. You get to know the, the not so good stuff that's going on also. So like someone's talking trash because they were teasing so-and-so in science class or yeah, did you see when I like um, put gum on that kid's chair? Oh, now I know about that. And I'm going to address that situation right away. And and I think that really helps dealing with, with bullying. And then I always I always address kids really, directly. I almost never go to administration unless I absolutely have to, unless someone's not responsive. But I always just go right to. to the kid and ask them about it right. and work it out. So, yeah. Right. Um, right. I agree. I totally agree. Heather also asked, what do you guys think about nightly homework, yay or nay? I think you and I have actually talked about this before. Nay! Yeah. <laughs> a life for life. It's a big lacking here for their It's, uh, I, I really dislike homework. Um, this year, I, dislike I am too. going to give homework, but... It will be three nights a week, and it should take no more than 10 minutes. And that's even for my lowest level readers. Uh, and so, and that's just because I think the disservice that I'm doing is that they have homework in 10th grade and above every single night in every single class. And I don't think I'm setting uh-huh. them up to have that routine ready. So it's really basic, like, read these three paragraphs, answer these questions. And more than anything, it's to get you into the routine of doing something and having being responsible, but that's it. I, I, I agree. I, 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 I'm not a fan of homework. I don't like it. Um, what I the, the one thing I do ask of my kiddos is, Hey, 10 minutes before you go to bed, read a book from your reading bag, read a book or two. But I, like when I feel like we, do so much in a day with these kids they are dog a like play with your friends outside spend time with your family like all this homework and then parents are crying because their kids are crying over the homework and the kids are crying because they don't want to do the homework and it's just i i to me i i can't stand homework i the the most i give my kiddos is 10 minutes every night give miss may 10 minutes before you go to bed or read a book or two before you go to bed. And that's it. I, I, I'm not a fan of homework because I feel like as they become older, they're going to get plenty of that. They're going to get plenty of where they're going to have to study nightly and, and prepare for exams. It's going to come. It's, it's, it's going to come, but homework for me. Yes. Nope. I can't. I don't like it. How long is your school day? 
What, how long are the kids at school for? Just out of curiosity. So I have to be there at 7.30. No, at 8 o'clock. My kids are there at 8, and then we're done at 4. So yeah. it's a long day. And, like, day. I think about all the stuff that we do in a day. That is a long day. And then you want me to give them some homework to do more work at home? Like, that's what's wrong with the world. These kids are not spending enough time with their families and their loved ones and just being a kid. I mean, it's too much. It's yeah. too much. My wife is, is going nuts over here. She's going All right, I actually might come up with I seriously can't agree enough. My son gets seven minutes for for playtime outside, which is it's absurd. Ridiculous. Seven minutes and probably at least 20, 30 minutes of homework at every night. And, and that's if you are a child that has any... We just spent... All day doing all, yep. all this work, and now we need to go home and do more work. Really? No. I can't even tell you. Kindergarten, first no. grade, second grade, I spent like over an hour every tears, and finally we both just said, Nope, I'm just not so doing it. So they it. And we literally just don't do it. But, we do a very little bit that we're required. Or but, we'll write a note and say, nah. Hey, we did homework for 20 minutes, and that's all we this is what we got done in 20 minutes. and Hey, and they know and that I would be doing the same thing. Minutes. You can't like, you can't be like sitting there for 10 and then doing this for 10 minutes. Like it has right. to be, as long as you work for 20 minutes and that's fine. Then I feel like I that's, fulfill an obligation. But I mean, I my mean, students that in Philadelphia are at school from eight to five. And some of these guys have an hour, an hour and a half commute to school. So it's an hour uh, and a half to get to school. Bless, You're there from eight to hard. five. So you're getting home at like seven thirty and or seven and then you o'clock. Want to do some homework. Like, it's ridiculous. So, no, yeah. it's ridiculous. No, I'm not a fan of homework, and I never will be. All right, Heather, you hit you hit two. That was two big uh, topics you brought up there. You brought a lot of, yes. out of everybody with this question. Um, Lynn Fitzel is asking. She said, "You two are so inspirational." My question is, how do you keep from staying up? Uh, staying late at school and bringing work home, and how do you keep the balance of life and work? Uh, do you bring work home? Wow. Well, um, you're frozen again, but I can hear your voice. I'm going to see. But you, okay, you're frozen too. But as long, you can hear me though, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my thing. First of all, thank you so much, and. Here's my thing. When I first started out, I was the one that always stayed late. I got there early. I stayed late. And I did that consistently. And it made me so unhappy and so sad. And so I got to the point where it was like, it's got to be one or the other. So now I'm that teacher that I do like to get to work early because I like being in the school when not many people are there. And I'm, you know, I'm not talking to other teachers, I'm getting work done. And so I choose to come in early and get myself together, prepare things. I would honestly say, use your planning time as wisely as you can. Time management is the key. And also realizing that it all doesn't get done and it's okay. You know, definitely get done what you can and what you should truly get done. But the other extra you got to know how to just say, no, that's okay. Because like, I, I refuse now to work on stuff on the weekend too much. Now there are some things that I do take here and there, but overall, I just don't, um, you just, you just have to be able to let it go. And like when I taught third grade, there would be papers that just didn't get graded. And 
they went in the trash and you know what? It's okay. Um, I really believe that um, you just, you got to find that, that to find the balance, I would say to honestly choose if you want to stay late or go in early to choose one or the two. For me, yeah. I'd rather come in early because when that bell rings and all my kiddos are gone, I am out the door, ready to go, and I don't take anything home anymore. Unless it's something that I truly need to take home, but I use my parents who volunteer to cut things and make things for me. I use my planning time really wisely. Like I'll talk to my colleagues, but then it's also time where it's like I put my headphones on so people know that I'm in my zone and I'm here. I got to get stuff done. Um, yeah, you know, because I I don't want to be rude, but it's like, hey, I don't want to take this home. I don't want to stay late because I'm not happy when I do that. And so I would honestly say choose one. I mean, because sometimes you do have to come in early or you have to stay late. And I would say choose one of those. But then I would also say to really use your time wisely. Don't overwork yourself, you know, with unnecessary things, um, you know, give some of your you know activities to parents who volunteer that want to help you out i would definitely use your parents um or volunteers in the school um but i I would just always always tell yourself that it doesn't all get done and it's okay it really it's okay if you leave your desk i mean some days i even my desk is a hot mess and guess what i don't care i'm going home i i want to go home and watch tv and chillax so that's how i that's that's my advice it yeah. doesn't all get done and it's okay. And that's, that's huge, right? So like two important things I'm just going to echo, because I think you said everything that I believe in as well is that yeah. um, one, I it doesn't all get done ever. So when I first started teaching and my wife would always ask me like, are you almost done? Are you almost done work, working? I'm like, no, nope, <laughs> never done. Or if I come like back downstairs from working upstairs in our bedroom, they'll be like, oh, are y'all finished? And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not finished. Like I'm never finished. There's always... <laughs> hundred other things I could do, but I have to not, I, for me, really good enough is good. Re, I'm really okay with good enough. Like I'm me too, Reynolds. Has me no too. Place because I, because, I, and to be honest, I know myself at, after teaching for this long that I know what I can do with good enough. I know what I can right. make look like right. and I can do a lot with that. And so, and no lessons ever perfect anyway, because to be honest, you could something and make it look like magic and if you walk in the room and the kids aren't on point that day or there's a fire drill that day it's like it's not worth my time right it's not actually when i'm trying to be kid centered and not like have everyone centered on how great my lesson was or how awesome i exactly exactly and i think if people would not worry so much what other people are thinking when they come in that classroom if we just focus more on the kiddos I think that would eliminate some of that too. Yeah. Oh, you're frozen all the way now. I'm okay. gonna, I can't hear you, but I don't know if you can hear me. I'm going to drop you and then bring you right back in uh, okay. and then we'll finish up. Okay. okay? Uh, okay. So I'm going to say to that also what Miss May was saying was like um, this idea that you, uh, what was she talking about? Oh, so like work-life balance. I think I think one of the problems that people have is that they constantly like think they're going to figure out the perfect work-life balance. And then you never have to like reassess that again. I reassess that weekly, if not daily. So like 
did I spend a lot of time with my kids today? Then maybe I don't do so much work because now that I'm coming home from school, I'm doing a lot of work for YouTube or answering questions or comments and stuff like that. So uh, I will constantly like reassess and think like, did, have I been giving work too much time? Have I been giving my kids uh, enough time? Have I been giving my wife enough time, even my dog enough time? And right. that kind of stuff is like, uh, you have to constantly reassess whether or not like, am I doing a good job? Am I like, wh where is the lack and where is there like a little bit of, of overload? And so just moving that back and forth, I think is super important and not feeling like I agree. you can't sit down and schedule it out and say, this is the perfect work, work life balance. It's just not going to happen. Like you have it's, to reassess. All it doesn't time. happen. Nope. Uh, you do. You that, truly do. I agree. The, the Mrs. CJ, who is this? Um, that <laughs> are, you, have you, are you writing questions in? No. The Mrs. <laughs> said, How do you guys expect our little teacher community on YouTube will change as the school year begins? I reported to duty. She started school. She said. Oh, oh, she started school. Oh, oh, and then she, uh, and then the follow up was last week. Super busy collabing with local colleagues and I'm missing you guys already. It feels like the last day of summer camp. Well, uh, will you promise to write or vlog uh, on school starts? So how do you think, how does school uh, affect the amount of stuff that you put out? Like, or do you think that it will, well, did, like, your uploads will see, diminish? Or? Well, this is where I'm kind of torn because I'm not sure. Like, you know, I plan to do like, um, you know, some vlogging of, you know, decorating my classroom and so on. Um, my goal is, is I want to put out content at least once a week. Um, but this is where the balance comes in because I feel like I'm, you know, I, YouTube is a part of me now and I feel, and you, I love creating content. I love watching the content. And so I'm going to make time for YouTube because it makes me happy. You know what I mean? It relieves yeah. stress. I enjoy watching, you know, some of my favorite teacher YouTubers out there and it relieves stress for me, you know, and it makes me happy. So my plan is to continue putting content out there um, and just being mindful of what I want to do. I just need to do better at like maybe preparing like, okay, what do I want to talk about this week? What do I, I want to do this week? Um, and getting things out there because I'm a be be honest, I'm kind of that YouTuber that, um, oh, you know what? I'm gonna do a video tomorrow, and this is what's gonna be about. But then I won't do another video for another week or maybe two. And I know that's not good, especially yeah. for the peeps that are looking forward to the vlog. So I look at YouTube as a fun hobby. And so even though I am going back to school, to me, it's just, just giving me more content to put out there, giving me more ideas to put out there for people. So I, I plan to keep doing YouTube and. Um, I just, this is part of that balance and re, you know, reassessing, you know, if you're enjoying watching YouTubers out there and you're missing it and it's making you sad that you're missing them, then you got to find that balance to say, you know what, when I get home today, I'm going to watch a couple of my faves, you know, yeah. watch a couple videos, you know, I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think I want to put out as much content as I'm doing this summer during the school year and the way that I'm planning on doing that is trying to get like a little bit less fancy stuff. This takes a lot of time to edit. So like even the weekly vlogs that we've been doing, it takes me all day to put that on. The kids know like 
on Sundays, dad's working. Like, you know, I'm, uh, I have to record like the uh-huh. narrative section of it. And then I have to, um, like edit down everything that we took that week. And so like last week with Brody's birthday, there was tons of stuff to go through because me and my wife are just like recording every single thing just, and we just do that because of right. Right. But uh, right. the more kind of like intricate the, the edits are, the longer it takes. And I'll have to feel that out. I'm uh, telling you, and can I just say your vlogs yeah. are like, whoa, your vlogs <laughs> are pretty amazing Reynolds. I, like, this, like this last one with Brody's yeah. birthday. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, and then Thanks, you did your 10 tips for the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that, those should be on in services. Like teachers, principals should have their 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 teachers watch those. Watch yeah. that. I mean, that this was is, some great, great advice, my friend. Excellent advice. Thank you. That's a lot of compliments, and I <laughs> that is I. Well, you know how I feel about you, man. You know, yeah. you know that, I know. that when the, from day one when I when I when I saw your video, I and I. Were, like 200 some odd subscribers when I'm when I found yep. you and I was just like this guy needs to be known on the you like you should be having like right now 30 plus thousand subscribers because I'm just saying you know Miss May gonna be real now yeah <laughs> you the real deal man okay you are the real deal and seriously from the bottom of my heart like I will shout it out as many times as I can you're the YouTuber, like you need to be having those numbers. And I know you will get there, but you need to be having those numbers. Like seriously, like your content, it's real. It's I just I don't know. I'll tell you when I first saw it, I was like, I had I have to I'm talking about it now. And like when I was watching the I two uh teach tags, like Reynolds, your name is out there. I mean, and you keep doing what you're doing because you the thing about you is one, you're male. Okay. Two, where you teach at? I mean, all black guys, this white teacher making a difference like this. And yet you hear people crying and complaining about what they can't do. And I mean, you're just the prime example. Like to me, there's just no excuse there. There's just no excuse. And you're just, you're just so real and you're so humble and you're so, you truly want to help people. You're not here on, cause I'm going to be honest with you. My two cents. Like, I know that I just feel like some people are on YouTube because they want to be seen. They want to be, you know, they, and it's not genuine. It's, it's not. And you are truly genuine. That's why I'm picky on who I watch and who I subscribe to. I'm just being honest. Like, yeah, I'm not impressed with, with who everybody else may be impressed with or who I, I just, I, I, I like genuine, real, and you are so genuine and so real, and you truly care about those kiddos. And I am so glad I found your channel when I did. And now look at you. I mean, you're going to be at 10K by uh, August 28th, my friend, you return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, seriously, man, you you and Miss Reynolds know how I feel about y'all. You, you know, you are. You are my favorite YouTuber, and you, you always will be. I love many out there. I do, and I have a lot of favorites, but you're my number one. You're my number one, my friend, and you keep yeah. on pushing. It's obvious that you are working hard. Like, for I feel like I'm about to start preaching up in here. Like, I'm about to have a teacher service or something. 
Is that why I'm fanning myself on one of those women in church that like fan themselves? All right. I appreciate that Randall, a lot. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. I just I, I, I had I had to say that. And I know you have plenty of subscribers out there. And those of you that are watching, please spread the word to your campuses about this guy right here. Because we need a lot of rentals out there. We need a lot. See, I see how time to teach says I agree, Miss May. Thank you. Brenda Della, the chicha. I'm trying to y'all because this guy here is the man. He is the man. He always will. He's the man. I'm telling you, just every time I watch your video, man, you just you amaze me, man. That video you did with the tips, the ten tips. Woo. Yeah. Like I'm gonna talk to my principal about sharing that to to the campus because (laughs) you just oh my gosh, I can't even. Don't even get me started. Yes, I, William. I didn't know you started. You started this on your own. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We need a lot because Reynolds is so real. (sighs) I tell you, people make this job harder than what it has to be. If you truly care about kids, you'll be A-OK. And Reynolds truly cares about kids. You're my ace, truly. Glad to call you friend. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go into the next question now because I, my face hurts from smiling and I'm getting all hot and sweaty now. So, um, okay, so. Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just had to do it, man. Cause, oh man. I appreciate it. I, appreciate uh, it. I don't know um, how I feel. Let's do, uh, let's, we have, do want to do like a lightning round real quick? We'll we'll finish up with like uh, questions and we'll just give real quick answers to them so I can make okay. sure that everyone's Let's getting do the questions. So first, um, okay. Brenda, who wrote me a really, really nice email last week, uh, said, do I okay. think the same, do you both feel the same about higher grades, 10 and over, about homework? I think homework depends on your school too, Brenda. Like, like uh I don't know how long your day is. I don't know. Like, I do think that there is something to say about homework and gearing kids up for college and getting them ready for that workload. Right. But I also don't know how much you can get them ready. So like, yeah, if you think that it's a necessity, then go ahead and do homework. I'm not telling anyone else to not do homework, but, and I think even a more interesting conversation might be to talk to the rest of the people that are on your grade level, right? So I make sure that I touch Mm -hmm. base with, other folks. So like if I find out that math is giving a lot of homework on Monday or if someone else has a test on Friday, I might not give a test on Friday then because I want to help the kids. Exactly. So I think that could be like a community decision within the grade level as well, depending on how big your school is. I agree. I agree. I totally agree for sure. Uh, Do you, Jennifer MWBS, do your schools know that you both vlog and do they support it? Does your school know that you make videos? Uh, yes, my principal is subscribed to my YouTube channel and she supports it nice. <laughs> 100%. She's very supportive of it. And then, yes, um, I don't, I, I, I didn't like announce, Hey, I'm on YouTube. It's just kind of, it was kind of like word of mouth kind of thing. And people are like, Hey, you're, or this popped up on my Facebook page with you. I didn't know you did YouTube, you know? I'm not very vocal about it. Well, in the beginning, I wasn't because now my school, they all know that I do YouTube now. In the beginning, I wasn't. But 
my, you know, and they're all very supportive with, you know, they're very supportive, very kind. And my um, principal is very supportive. So, yes. Yeah, I get, uh, I get teased about it at school most of the time. Like, uh, and like, (laughs) like the, like my friend who works in the front office will just be like, she's like, I saw that video that you did. And, uh, you know, and then have something smart to say, but I'm like, well, I don't care what you thought of it. You gave me another view, so I'll take it. Like, you do whatever you want. Like, whether you like me or not, I appreciate it. Um, so, Cece yeah. uh, Moffat asked, she said, Miss May, do you have any advice for how to talk to a teacher that is new to our team and she and feels that she needs to compete with us? It's sad because we're such a loving team. Do you ever have anyone that feels like they're oh. like they have to compete with you or like up everyone else or whatever? Yeah, I've been in that situation before where it's like, you know, the, where they want to be the shining star and, you know, they're coming into your team. And I just honestly, I think, though, the best way to handle that is just in a polite way, maybe one on one. Just say, hey, I've been noticing that, you know, this, that and A and you know, and to be, you know, your ideas are great and we love them, but you know, you know, we're, we're a team here. We're, we're not here to compete with each other. I, I just think there's a polite, sometimes you got to just be real and say, Hey, look, this is what it is and not sugarcoat it, but in a very um, polite and respectful way, you know, because I think we've all experienced, you know, a teacher too, that wants to be the shining star and look, look what I can do and look, you know, and sometimes, it works and sometimes it doesn't. You just have to say, you know, it is what it is. But I would honestly first, I wouldn't go to her as a team because she might feel or he might feel attacked. But I would definitely, yeah. you know, if you feel comfortable enough, I would definitely just one-on-one say, hey, you know, this is what I'm noticing. And, you know, and I would just explain what you're seeing and your thoughts and how you feel. Because we should yeah. be able to go to each other and just be honest, you know. Yeah, I think always that I we I call it closing the loop. So like with anything that's happening in school, right? So if I hear that someone if someone comes to me and says, uh, "Hey, so and so was talking about you," I just address it right away. I don't like because if I let it fester, then it starts bothering me, and then it comes home. With right. Me. I'd rather just like because honestly, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like I'm not going to catch on fire if I go talk to someone about something, right? And exactly. I, exactly. I, if another teacher comes to me and says, um, you know, I really don't like this person or like, can you believe they do this? Like, I really hate when they do that. It makes me so mad. I, and I, I tell people you and now this goes both ways. One, sometimes people are just venting and I, and I usually have a good radar if they're just venting. But if you're not, I think you're just trying to like stir right. nonsense. I'll say I will give you until uh, the end of the day to go right. and confront them about that. If you don't, I'm going to go tell them that you have a problem with them about that because otherwise <laughs> you're making me the trash can. You're, you can't like dump all that stuff on me. That's and then, right, and, Reynolds. And, and then when it blows up later, it's like, man, I knew about that. And so, and I don't do exactly. that in a vindictive way. It's like, nope, I want you to work this out. And folks know that about me. Like, if you come at me with your nonsense, like, I'm just going to tell the other person because I'm not. You're, Reynolds, you're, I love that. I'm you're messing using up. That. You're messing up. This is like school becomes like a family and you're kind of messing with my family. And I don't want that because drama really Mm-mm. is poisonous. 
It is poison. I don't want it to deal with it. You got a problem with someone? I have, I I love it. Let's right. let's take care of it and make it the best. And so if someone was trying to be like more competitive, I just also think that stuff isn't sustainable. Like so you come into the school and you're on fire. I love fire. But if you're just trying to be better than everyone else, it's going to play itself out. It's not sustainable. It will. Like, doing it for the it wrong will. reasons. And what I want to be ready for is when it does burn you up because then I can like swoop in and then you're going to be more ready to listen to someone, right? So it's kind of like- That's right. You have a friend in a bad relationship. They can't hear you when they're like in the midst of like, you know, this person's so wonderful. And you're like, no, actually, I think they're kind of poisonous to you. But once the breakup happens, it's like, all right, now I can, I'll just wait for that. And then we will <laughs> help you handle it. Um, a happy teacher, right. true story. It said, oh, happy, oh, a happy teacher, true story. That's a great name. Awesome. The question is, have you ever considered to go gradeless? I don't have the option. Um, and we just had this conversation in school today. I was in a meeting with someone in administration today and they said something like, well, we all know grades are fake anyway. Like it's, but it's like, but it's the system that we use, right? So we, grades should reflect like, so the way that I, I do that is like, I, not every kid gets graded the same way on every single assignment. If it's out of 10 and someone got seven right out of 10 and someone else got five right out of 10, like they might get the same grade from me. I'm not playing that game because I, I know my students well enough to know like who's struggling, who that was a hard assignment for, who that was a little bit easier for, and they should have given me a little extra on it. So, right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't have the option to go gradeless, but yeah, we don't either, but my grades are like, have less to do with like concrete grading and more to do with like my, how I feel about that grade and right. how I, how I get with something. So, yeah. Are grades a big deal in your... Um, they are in the upper grades, but see, in the lower grades, we just give S's and N's um, or E's. So it's really, we kind of just base it on, like, you know, it's not a grade. We You know, it doesn't go in the grade book. It's just kind of based on, you know, how they're doing in, you know, an academic area. So, you know, we decide if they're excellent, satisfactory or unsatisfactory um or not meeting the standard that's how we base our grade system in the yeah. lower lower grades now i know it's different in the upper grades at my school but i know for us in the lower we don't have to worry about necessarily the grade yeah which is nice i will say i'm gonna i'm gonna start grading it's, it's nice i think i'd like to just give emojis in grade books so like some kids <laughs> Prize, some the crying. I know, right? That some would be kids, cool. I tell them, I'm like, your grade was so bad that it just comes up as a crying emoji. I can't. The, the numbers, I. <laughs> um, the teachers <laughs> tribe asked. I am fascinated by Miss May's special terminology for her strategies and management systems. Aww. What experiences drive the passion that bring that you bring to teaching, the teaching learning environment? So what what sets what fires you up what get, what gets you passionate about this stuff those, those darn kids man it's the kids that get me fired up like i'm it's yeah. them i do it for these kids i don't you know i don't do it for anybody else but, but them like i want them to feel 
Like, I just want them to feel the love from me. Like, I want them to know that I care about them, not just so if they can add or subtract or write a story. Like, I care about them as a person. And what gets me fired up is those kids. Like, the moment I come up with something new for them or something cool and they're happy about it, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going. It really does. Yeah. It's 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 the kids. Like, I just want to make them happy. And I don't care what anybody thinks of me or says about me. I Like, I'm there. When I come every day, I'm there for those kids. And that's yeah. what drives me every single day, honestly. That's what it I, is. It's them. Also, I mean, and I, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm, I'll just say this flat out. So, for me, it's also, uh, you know, <laughs> It's missional on some level, right? So, like, I don't feel like my job is, like, just a job <laughs> that I go to every day. But I feel like I've been given something to do. And that's how I and – th- and I think that motivating or that motivator is a lot different than, like, a paycheck. Because if this was for a paycheck, I could work this hard at a lot of other things and make a, <laughs> a lot, lot more money. money. And – but it's not. It's like it is the it is the students. It is like those connecting pieces. It's even like the other people that I work with. Like I like coming in and being excited about the day and high fiving people when I come in the building or, or doing. I have this really what I think is hilarious thing that I'm going to do in the beginning of the year. My wife is just like, yeah, oh my yeah. God. but I th- I do these kind of ridiculous things because uh, <laughs> I think it makes other people's days better. And I just like doing that so and i think that that comes from a different place than like just showing up because i don't know because i want to be a teacher i agree Reynolds. i agree like that. that's that's why your kids love you man yeah. um what was, what was that what was about this no okay um there was another question hold on they're shooting by them do oh i forget what it was yeah. Did you have it? They lost it. All right. Um, re- real quick, what is okay? What tell new teachers, um, or what would you tell teachers that are getting ready to go back? What would be like your final bit of like advice, or or like to light a little fire in them before we before they go back? Um, I would say. You know, well, you know me, Reynolds, and how I feel. I mean, my number one thing is about prayer. Like, I always go with the mindset of prayer, just asking God to give me the wisdom, the strength um, to do this job. And I would just say just, and if you can, after you're praying and while you're praying, it's just go in there and just, sorry, my little nephews. Here, you want to come there real quick? Okay, I'm about to wrap it up. <laughs> you say hi, CJ. You say What's hi, up, buddy. <laughs> but my number one goal is what gets me fired up is honestly is I want those kiddos to know how much I love and care about them. And because I want a teacher, I want these guys teachers to be to love them as much as I love them. You know, and, and that's that's what gets me fired up and going. Like I want them. I want parents. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys say hi to Parley. <laughs> See, like for these kiddos that we love, Reynolds. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just what gets me fired every single year is just I want 
those kids to feel the love that I try and give my own personal. I really do. Brody! <laughs> she loved your birthday video. Hi, Marley! Marley, Marley! That's Marley and Brody, and that's Mr. Reynolds. He's, he's my favorite YouTuber. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your sunshine. But honestly, Reynolds, that's a, that's my best advice. It's just know that it's not every day is not going to be perfect, and yeah. every day just do your best and just be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I would say make plan your year and make it the greatest year ever. Like just decide that this is going to be the best year ever. Are we trying to get the kids in there more? Um, my kids are trying to squeeze in here also. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> this is an interesting way to end the, the evening. Bad. I, I really, know, really I know, I know, I know, Reynolds. Man, I appreciate you so much, my friend. I really do. All right, I'm going to let you go, and you go hang out with your with your nieces and nephews, all right? All right. Love you bunches, my friend. Bye, Miss Reynolds. Bye, Marley. Bye, Brownie. Bye. Bye, Fab. Brody said bye. All right, everybody. That was uh, some ending to the evening. Mar, do you remember who's on next week? No, I don't even pay attention to Oh, you. okay. So uh, is that Tuesday? So my on Tuesday, I have a really great guest coming on, Colby Sharp, who is an author and a teacher. He is fantastic. I am really, really looking forward to finally speaking with him and not having it just through a Twitter feed. So... Uh, he does YouTube vlogs. You, I'll link him below, and I'll link Miss May's stuff below as if, like, everyone's not following her anyway. And I also want to just shout out real quick um, for the people that are still watching, the folks that watch every week and keep asking questions every week, and the people that have been emailing me, um, Brenda, the uh, ninja teacher, Scottish teaching ninja, Senior S, um, and I'm not going to be able to remember everyone's name because I don't have that kind of memory but i really really appreciate it and thanks so much for like helping to build this community where we're all learning from one another it's really really exciting and so if you didn't get your question answered i'm sorry um miss me and miss may she makes me talk for too long about stuff uh so we uh will answer any of your questions in the comment section that you have and if you leave something for her i'll make sure that she sees it and she gets back to you as well Thanks so much, guys. I really, really appreciate it. And I'd also say, what's up, Blessing and I, Mir, students of mine that are watching this? Peace, guys. And that's it for this week, gang. Look, if you ever want to have your question answered on Sunday Night Teacher Talk, all you have to do is show up at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel, Real Rap with Reynolds, and I'd be happy to answer any question that you put out there. Nothing is off the table. Thanks so much for your support. We really, really appreciate it. And I hope you have a great week. Peace.